Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is Midlife Mail Podcast time. Greg Scheinman here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on the pod this week and every week. Our mission, help men navigate middle age to achieve a better quality of life. How do we do that? We do that by bringing you some exceptional men each and every week. We talk about food, family, fitness, finance, entrepreneurship, balance, mindset, all of those things um, that we are struggling and juggling all the time to try to improve ourselves, try to get better, try to be more balanced men. If that is a thing, remain positive, chase total life wellness, all of that stuff. It's fascinating and super, super interesting to me. And I am still working on that each and every day at 48 years young. I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that I do um, to help ensure my personal success and things that have helped me. There are a couple of products out there um, right now. I'm going to talk to you about Athletic Greens first. Uh, I have been taking Athletic Greens for years. I got introduced to the product through the D10 Decathlon event, and I've been hooked on it ever since, uh, long before they became a part of the show, part of the Midwife Mail brand. They have been part of my personal daily insurance plan. 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. You would be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive powder and supplement on the market, okay? I have looked. They continue to improve this product. They have laser focus on making Athletic Greens and keeping Athletic Greens the very best that it can possibly be. And that means the highest quality ingredients that they can find. 100% organic, whole food sourced ingredients. Helps support the body's normal detoxification process. And look, I'll just tell you, I take it because it makes me feel good. Not only is it a great product, but I know I don't get enough greens in my day-to-day life. So even just mentally, it makes me feel like, okay, I can take this every single day and I can check that box. Gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, vegan, keto, Whole30 friendly, whatever you're into. And I'm into none of that stuff, okay? I'm into just eating real foods. If you want to know how to eat and what your nutritional plan and program should be, go talk to a professional. Work with a pro. They've got the antioxidant equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables in there. That also sounds really good to me. And personally, hey, I get a boost in energy. I feel like that's sustained throughout the day. It doesn't feel like that caffeine hit that you get. Um, maybe from other stimulants or products or even coffee. And I love my coffee 
in the morning. Um, and that ain't changing. Wrong. So I think, look, for me, I really like this. I've been on it for years. I think I'm careful and discerning about what works and what doesn't work. I feel I'm able to recover quicker from workouts, need a little less food to support this. Uh, it's been a great addition you know, to my anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle. And that's something that I have been working on. So that is my take on athletic greens and give it a shot. You can go to athleticgreens.com forward slash midlife mail. It's that simple. Okay. And I believe they are also offering right now when you order your athletic greens, um, a free bottle of their vitamin D supplement and a couple of the travel packs, which I always take with me when I go on the road. So there it is. Athletic greens. It's my daily nutrition insurance policy. I take it every day. And I hope you enjoy it. Check it out, athleticgreens.com forward slash midlife mail. All right, let's talk skincare as well. This is important to me, okay? When you look good, you feel good. I didn't have great skin growing up. I still don't have such great skin. I sweat a ton. I'm bald. I don't want to be bald with bad skin. So I use Huron. This is another product that I have been using for over a year now. I got introduced to it through the founder, Matt Mullinex. Love this guy. We've hung out. We've trained together. I like him as a leader. I love Huron as a brand more than anything. The products simply are effective. I like them. I like how they feel. I like how they have improved and helped my skin. I use the face wash. I use the body wash, the face lotion. Most importantly, at 48, I am using their eye stick, which is amazing to help decrease the lines and puffiness um, and under eye bags. And quite frankly, even the, the puffiness in my eyelids that I wake up with. That's a thing. And it really seems to help in that area. My boys, 17 and 14, skin is a big deal. They're using it. They really like it. It seems to be helping. Certainly not aggravating you know, any of their skin issues. And that's important also. Um, so it's performing well in that regard. And now they got a new shampoo um, and conditioner, which clearly I don't need. Um, but they're rounding out the line and they're adding some great stuff. So check out usehuron.com. It's the everyday win for your skin. And my promo code over there, super simple, MLM20. All right. They are a supporter of the show. I am a supporter of theirs. Um, in full disclosure, I've made a small investment into the brand and the company. Um, that's how strongly I feel about it. And I think you guys will, again, give it a shot. Like anything, that's all I tell you. Give it a shot. See if it works for you. If you're interested in listening to me and you want to try it out, go use the promo code. Give it a shot. I think you'll be pleased. Always do your own work. Give it your own trial. Give it some time. Okay? It's affordable face and body care. It's 100% vegan. They've got subscribe and save programs there. Um, and whether you're on the, at the gym, you're at home, 
you're on the road. I don't know who's really on the road that much anymore, but they have the skincare that you need. So find out why 99% of the customers at Huron would recommend it to a friend, just like I did right now to all of you. Okay. Midlife Mail podcast today, Keith Lemmer, Chief Executive Officer, WellNet Healthcare. I have known Keith for 30 years, more than that. We studied abroad together in Florence, Italy, junior year of college for a semester. We did not want to come home, so we went traveling through Greece for a while, and we had an absolute blast. He is a salt-of-the-earth guy. He has continued okay, to impress um, with his success throughout his entire life. He is on the front lines of rethinking how businesses can manage their health insurance costs in a system that clearly needs reforming. Nobody is happy with their health care. I know that. I'm in the insurance business. But you can be. You can take what you're doing and WellNet can make it better. I truly, truly believe that. He has identified what's wrong with the current system and he's able to discuss changes with you that should be made to improve cost and quality of care. He is a lifelong entrepreneur. He is smart. Okay. He lobbies extensively on Capitol Hill for healthcare reform and sits on the board of directors of the Economic Club of Washington, D.C. He's a trustee of the Federal City Council and is a member of the Young President. Sorry, YPO. That's easier to say. Member of the Young President's Organization, Washington, D.C. chapter. He was named to Washington Life Magazine's 2019 Tech 25 list of entrepreneurs leading the change and charge on national and global innovation. Look, the guy's got it together. He's married. He's got kids, gorgeous family. Personally, professionally, he is one of the quintessential midwife males, and I am pleased to have him on the podcast today. So let's get into it with Keith Lemmer. What's up, my friend? Hey, good afternoon, Greg. Thanks for having me. So, so this is awesome. We can do a formal introduction. We can do all that shit, you know. Uh, but the 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 reality is, like, we've known each other for a very long time. I mean, we studied abroad together in in Florence, Italy. We traveled through Greece together when we were what twenty years old, you know, maybe. Absolutely. Those were the good old days, right? I mean, uh, it, it's amazing to see how uh, you know what we learned then and can apply today. To- totally. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to go there first. Like, like when I picture you still in my head, like I picture like, Hey, we're, we're running around and we're in Santorini and we're doing all this and we're kids. And I mean, we're still, I know young at heart, but like, is this what you had in mind? Like where you are right now? Like, did you, how far did you think ahead, you know, about what your adult life, your midlife was going to look like? Wow. No one has ever asked me that kind of question. And I would say this, ready? I have always thought of myself as an entrepreneur and I come from an entrepreneurial family, including, you know, my father, my uncles, my cousins, my brother, my grandfather. So that is the only thing that I have known since the time I was a young man. And so where I am today, it's kind of what I have always expected of myself. So each item I've done throughout my career has been a a stepping stone. And, you know, while we've come pretty far, Greg, I, you know, we, we, we still have a ways to go, but, uh, you know, I envision this for, uh, you know, my life personally and professionally. 
Yeah, I, I, I get that, you know, but like, I'll tell you, like, if somebody would have told me I'd be married with kids living in Houston, Texas, in the insurance business, you know, I would have said, bet the fucking under, like, that's never going to happen, you know, <laughs> like, over, overall. And it's, and it's interesting how life, you know, works out. And I've had a lot of guys on the program, and I'm sure you speak to, you know, tons of other entrepreneurs, risk takers, you know, guys at various ages and stages, you know, of their lives. And I find the stories fascinating of, you know, how people got into what they're, they're doing, you know, how they've kind of navigated their way through certain things, you know, good, bad, or indifferent? Are they stuck in something dead end, you know, or did they stumble into something great? And was it, how did you get involved with, you know, even, even WellNet? And like, help me put some of the pieces together of, of that entrepreneurial journey that you've taken to get where you are. So uh, I'll take a step back if you don't mind. Um, you know, I, I'd say this, you know, having come from an entrepreneurial family, I've had, uh, you know, businesses since the time I was 12 years old, whether it's selling sodas on the golf course or t-shirts in high school or um, when I was in college, I started a a telephone directory business. And the reason I like to do all those things is that, you know, I always got a certain amount of money from my father, be it allowance or, you know, more funds when I went to college, but it was never enough. And I always wanted to do more and whether it's travel or invest or, you know, uh, go out to dinner. And so if I was going to do those things, I had to, you know, in essence, make ends meet. I, I had to fill the gap. And so relying on myself to do those things allowed me to kind of, you know, as hard as I worked, that was as much as I made. And ultimately, right, and if I I look back even further, I was not a great student in elementary, junior high, or high school. I have uh, attention deficit disorder, ADD. And rather than use that as a, a crutch, as a lot of people may have looked at that in the past and maybe even today, I kind of took that and harnessed it and identified that, you know, in essence, ADD and, you know, some of the the strengths and or weaknesses, I could actually use that to my ability to be successful. And that's what I've done. So, um, you know, I I graduated college, uh, went to go work for a private equity firm, learned a a ton there, but I knew that I did not want to kind of work for anybody else, uh, you know, for the rest of my life. And so I got involved in the healthcare business. And uh, my, my grandfather had a drug wholesaling company that basically... Uh, provided all the things you see on the uh, drugstore shelves at CVS and Rite Aid. Uh, He did that for 50 years, and I used to stock the shelves when I was a kid as well. And uh, I kind of got involved in the space by uh, haphazard. And um, a gentleman had started a dental company, was looking to sell it. And I said, uh, said, don't sell it. I said, I will hire, train, and grow. I said, but I want to own this thing. So we took, Greg, a, a little dental company and turned it into a, a pharmacy benefit manager, then a wellness company, population health, technology, and now a full-service, disruptive, entrepreneurial health insurance plan that competes with, you know, frankly, the likes of every major insurance company that you know today. Mm. You know, you put it together like that. Um and saying we did this and we took this here and this guy wasn't going to sell it and then I, or and I said I'm going to buy it and I'm going to grow it you know and and you know the the gap you know to me in that isn't you know you make it sound easy it's obviously it's strategic and tactical we know it's it's not easy but you know what did you know about the business at the time or was it more of just a belief that like I see something here we can do it I'm willing to 
try, learn, you know, make mistakes. Like I think that's where a lot of people get hung up also, which is, uh, which is in the, I get the why, you know, part, but let's talk about, about the hardship of the how, you know, to make it happen. Uh, what they don't see is what goes on, you know, in the, in the dark, you know, when nobody's watching, you know, there. That is unbelievable assessment. And for me, right, it had nothing to do with knowing the healthcare space at all. And it had everything to do with believing in myself, right? As hard as you work, that's as much as you can make. If you have obstacles in front of you, well, you don't just stop, right? You go left, right, over, under. You do what you have to do to get it done. And I was always encouraged by my father who, you know, also, yes, as I mentioned, is an entrepreneur. And so I always had the coaching and encouragement to advance, right? It, you know, it, it, you will always make mistakes. And sure, we made plenty of them, but you try not to make the same mistakes twice. And so I always knew that if I bet on myself, believed in myself, improved on myself, which, you know, Greg, to this day, I still continue to do. And, you know, also having been friends with you all these years and following your trajectory and the things you communicate. I mean, a lot of the nuggets that you even put out, you know, I, I make a note of, I save it, I share with my kids. You know, I, I never stop learning. Mm. I think that's a, you know, that's a huge thing. Um, that kind of mindset. Um, you mentioned earlier on making your own, you know, money early. You know, that if there were things that you wanted to do, um, you know, whatever you were given was not enough. You know, for what? Um, and look, we 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 came from good families. You know, with means. If you Talk to me a little bit about, you know, that kind of discipline, you know, that that your family, you know, put on you or what had to be earned versus given and maybe how you're even approaching that now as a father as well. It's interesting. I, I teach the same lessons to my kids. I have three, 19, 16 and 13 that my father and my grandfathers and also my uncles and, I, and my cousins that I talked about before, those guys are like my conciliary, right? I have this group of advisors who only want the best for me and you know, again, all of them entrepreneurs as well. So they know the struggles and the opportunities. It's about, um, you know, you make a dollar and you spend 50, you save 50 cents. It's about, you know, you can, you can make as much as you want, but you know, you've got to, you've got to work for it. Nobody's going to give you anything. And so, you know, when I started to make some money in college and I'll use the uh, telephone directory business as an example, you know, the first year I launched it, it was the names and numbers of students in the fraternities and sororities, right, in the Greek system, plus advertisements from the local businesses. Think of it almost, right, as pre-Facebook. And uh, I generated $50,000 in revenue at a 50% margin. So think of someone who's now uh, 19 years old, 20 years old, in college, $25,000 in their pocket, right? I put a bunch in savings, but I had a, a girlfriend, frankly, who I'm married to to this day. And Stephanie and I, we would, you know, jet off to the Bahamas for a long weekend or we'd go out to dinner. We, we had freedom and flexibility. And so having money is not really, I think, purposeful to have money and do things. Having money allows you to not worry about having money. And so I take those lessons that I kind of learned back then, and I still communicate that with all of my children, and frankly, to a lot of young entrepreneurs that I mentor, you know, even to this day. Yeah, I think I think it's a great point that that it provides opportunity and and experiences, um, but also your runway. You know, you talk about being again entrepreneurial and having been always entrepreneurial. Um, 
the notion of seeing ideas through the execution and being able to not only make the mistakes, but have the time and the runway to come back from those mistakes, you know, there, there's, well, it's kind of, it's kind of related in a way to the notion of insurance, you know, and kind of, if we bring this, you know, full circle a little bit about, you know, what are you doing with insurance? You know, you're trying to, to hedge, you know, you're trying to, uh, we spend pennies you know, so that somebody ultimately will return dollars, you know, to you in the event that something goes wrong or run or, or runway. You hit the nail on the head. You know what insurance is about? Um, it's about risk mitigation, right? And that's what I learned when I was, you know, whether I was eight years old or 12 or 15 or, or putting money away as a young man, right? And that, that is what insurance is about, whether it's property and casualty or employee benefits or any other form, right? It's about making sure that you are protected, right? And using information and using analysis to set yourself up properly for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. You know, I use it, and I don't, I don't talk a lot of business, you know, on this podcast. The kind of the nature of the show has always been about helping men navigate middle age, achieve a better quality of life. I mean, get some amazing guys that can help you in health and fitness. It may be the products that you should be taking. It may be the way, you know, you uh, are, are balancing or trying to balance family and fitness and finance and, and food and, and philanthropy and all of the, all of the stuff, you know, you throw it in that bucket, you know, of trying to be, be a balanced man. But the metaphor I think is really applicable in that it's all about trying to, you know, ensure your success in life, which is about risk mitigation, risk reward. Um, you know, I posted something and I got some flack about it the other day, you know, that, you know, really insurance is, and I think what you're doing, and I want to talk about this in detail, insurance is sexy as fuck. Like it really is in a lot of ways. You know, I try to insure my health, you know, by, I pay in by sweating in the gym, you know, every day. Okay. That's going to hopefully help my life overall, make me better, faster, stronger, harder to kill. I'll buy life insurance still because no matter how much time I spend in the gym, I can still get hit by a bus the next day, unfortunately. I I look at it like this, right? And I couldn't agree with you more. Life is, right, you know, the more you put in, the better you get back, right? The more, you know, you invest in your children, right, the better you return. Uh, All of those things, right, you are genuine in nature. You want to recommend things that you like as a person, whether it's a restaurant or travel or a handyman, you know, it, it's taking those things and, and providing it and paying it forward, right? And if you do those things and you live by that philosophy, like all good things will come. If you're only focused on, you know, me, 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 and, you know, how do I get more? And, you know, that's not what life is about. And I think that's where a lot of people ultimately wind up failing. So, you know, it's taking a step back to, to take a couple steps forward. That, that, that's where I feel like I have really thrived. Totally. So let's go there. You know, let's talk about where, you know, you have really thrived personally and and professionally. You know, one thing that I'm super impressed with you is, you know, the consistency, the focus and the drive. So that's not one thing. That's three things, you know, overall. So good for you. you. Um, But kind of the mission, you know, of of wellnet, when you think about it again at that at that high level, you're back to again paying it forward, doing 
you know, providing a valuable service that has a purpose, a process, and you know, like a you know, a payoff for for you. But mostly, your, you know, your clients, like you derive the, the satisfaction and gratification of doing something better, you know, for your clients, providing an opportunity out there, you know, to do it. Like, is that what drive? Talk to me, like, about like what drives you, like, what gets you excited in the morning to get up and like, you know, put that suit on and, and just go do this shit. What, what drives me, right, is knowing there, knowing that I'm taking care of my family, right, and that they are, um, you know, uh, grounded and they are good people and they're giving back, right. That's the, my number one driver. And how I kind of achieve those items, and it kind of all wraps into business, of course, too. But you have to be happy and satisfied with yourself. Uh, I'll give you an example. I just finished reading this book called "Your Happiness Guaranteed or Your Misery Back." It's by a uh, this author, Morton Davis, and it's a book, right? There's 365 um, chapters in it, and it basically talks about, you know, all the triumphs or struggles that you go through. It has nothing to do with anybody else, but it's all within that six inches between your ears, right? It's how you approach the day, how you control your strengths, your weaknesses, your happiness, everything that goes on, and how you then project and communicate and pay it forward, be it to your spouse, your partner, your children, or anybody else that you come across, right? It's all in your attitude. And if you can control your attitude and you can control your well-being, which, you know, includes your sleep, right? Your eating, your exercise, all those things now tied up in a bow make the very best package, you know, of you, right? Of yourself. And that's how I kind of approach my life and, and live by Mm. You know, I look also when you say look for okay, who are who are guys I can I can get behind? You know, what are causes, products, um, whatever businesses, um, whatever it is that I can I can get behind? And I feel like guys like us also, you know, we want to take care of people like by nature, like pleasers by nature, you know. <laughs> and um, do you separate? the business, you know, from the personal, like, can you do that? Or are they so intertwined, you know, for you? That, that, that is very funny, right? So I look at my business life and my personal life as completely intertwined. I think I've done a better job over the past five and maybe even three years of um, maybe taking some more time for myself, just given where the business is. Like, But I remember going on vacation with my wife and kids when I was little, and I would be at the pool you know, with my laptop while the kids were swimming, right? And thinking that like if I didn't do this or respond or take care of something, you know, the business would fail. And that's not the case. And COVID has actually um, made me kind of recenter myself and enhance our culture as a company and really taking time to get to know the people even more that um, are really responsible for the growth of the business. And when you do all of those things, right, and you have a, a vision of, you know, do well and do good, everything else kind of falls into place. And, you know, if, you know, you're, you're working 18 or 20 hours, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating, you're not exercising, right? Like, you're not just a, a personal failure, you're, you're a professional failure. And so I've, I've tried to take those items and just, you know, fine tune every aspect of my life from the learnings over, you know, over my career. But I'd say mostly over the past couple of years is where I've actually seen a lot of enhanced growth around that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great point. Uh, you know, and I think, 
you know, now I've mentioned this in the past, like with, with what's transpired, uh, you know, when you strip everything away, say, okay, we're not going into our offices anymore. We're not seeing clients, we're saying face-to-face the way we were. We've changed the scope of of entertainment, hospitality, interaction, you know, all of these things. When you strip them all away, you have a choice of what it is that you bring back, you know? And I get, you get a chance to really kind of, you know, look in the mirror um, or make some serious, you know, assessments about the way that you operate, maybe the things that you're doing or not doing. Um, and I think also really where those important and valuable connections are. Do you see, like, like how do you see the, I guess, do you need to be around, you know, the people or the value of the relationships or do they, do they transcend the face-to-face and they can be tighter even through technology? Like, does the real, real kind of always win out? I guess is what I'm saying versus like some of the smoke and mirrors. Like I feel like there's just been a lot of, there was a lot of style in a lot of ways before, maybe not as much substance. And now we get to really like, like the substance just, just fucking matters a lot more right now. Life is all about substance. And even, even during the past 10 months, you recognized, you know, you know, maybe before you used to go out to dinner and, you know, participate in things around the city and what you've realized or what we've realized is that, you know, all we want to do is be around with those close knit, connected families just like ourselves and also partners that we do business with like um you don't need as much as you thought what you need are people that are rich in life rich in love and rich in community and that then nourishes your soul to me that's what it's all about is nourishing your soul and so being able to you know have that kind of genuine acknowledgement right both of what you want as a person and then also what you want as a person to give back to those around you um, I, I think enhances growth. Um, and, and that's been, uh, that's been exciting for me. Yep. You know, so where, where I was going before is like, you know, about looking for people and, and people first, you know, uh, more than anything, you know, looking for, you know, winners, guys that are carrying themselves, you know, in a certain way, um, you know, whose word is good, whose mission is good, the way they're conducting themselves, you know, and then, okay, are they doing something professionally also, you know, that has value that we can get behind and, and promote? I've always felt like, you know, I'm a better agent for others in a way than I am, you know, for, for myself, you know, I'd rather be talking about Keith Lem. I'd rather be talking about Wellnet than talking about, you know, Greg Scheinman, you know, in the first or third person, which you should you know, never, never do. <laughs> just you know, bugs me. Um, and I just have gotten super excited about, again, what you're doing, because I think it has such a place, you know, in, in good business with good people and they see it and they, and they connect, you know, with it. Talk to, Talk to me a little bit, you know, for those that don't know what exactly WellNet does, you know, and what your personal mission, like why you're so passionate and why you guys are, are thriving. It's like, okay, this is it. So I, I'll share this, right? And, and no matter what size of business, and even if you don't have a business and you're consuming healthcare, health insurance, Greg, is an unaffordable mess. And right now for a family of four, it costs almost $20,000 a year for health insurance. That's like buying a new car or if you're an employer, giving an employee a new car every single year. And if you look 
and all the people that are surrounding the health insurance plan, right? The hospitals, right? The health systems, the insurance companies like the Blues and Aetna and Cigna, Blue Cross, United, all, all of those entities. Sometimes, right, it could be the people that are selling it, the brokers and consultants, and other times it could be the pharmacy benefit managers. The more money you spend, the more money all those entities make. And so my goal has always been to, all right, how do I dedicate myself to driving down the cost of healthcare? And so I took a step back to take a step forward and in essence built a plan that looks exactly like what the large insurance companies are selling, right? The same network access, the same doctors, the same hospitals, the same drugstores. But I blew up the plan. I put it back together. I looked for all the inefficiencies, removed all the revenue streams, and put a plan that basically costs almost $2,000 a year less than what the traditional other insurance companies are selling. And then what we did on top of that is we recognized that all of the data in the health plan is a great value predictor of future risk. And so we were able to come up with lots of programs, in essence, a toolkit that allows us to go in and continue to fine tune and fix and remove continued revenue streams and do it on a scalable, repeatable basis to save a lot of money today, but save even more money tomorrow, but for a better user experience. So exactly like what the large insurance companies sell, but simply less money. And the focus has been for any employer that's about 100 to 5,000 employees all over the country. And I'd say the common thread, and they're probably your listeners or friends, is they're entrepreneurs, people, men and women that have built their businesses. But it's been done, and it goes back to something you said earlier, and this is kind of me as a person and kind of all the things I've woven into the company. It's by celebrating other people's successes. It's not what can you do for me. It's how do we take what you've built and made it, make it even better? And then once you've made it better, then tell other people about it, whether you're a car dealer or a trucking company or you're a, a large law firm or uh, a hotel or hospitality, right? You give, you're about experiences and creating that opportunity where you have the marriage of bringing the best of together, right? Providing great benefits, but providing great experiences. And we've been able to kind of um, uh, merge those two together for, um, you know, I'd say again, you know, celebrating the successes of what everyone brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you about the flip side. Uh -huh. You've got it down. You guys are thriving. You know you have something that works. You believe in it passionately. You get up every day to go be the champ, you know, to be the champion of the cause. You've got a huge team, and I've met and spoken with with a number of people on your team. You know, they're they're tremendous. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What about when people don't want to hear it? You can't get you can't get in the door. You're told no, or you do this. How do you deal with that? I look at it like this, right? And it seems like you're focused on this as well. We're in the relationship and the education business, right? We're not in the selling business. You know, if it doesn't work this year, it'll work next year. If it doesn't work next year, it'll work the year after. Somebody will know someone who's heard a story about the success of an experience that we've achieved, whether it's, um, you know setting an expectation and not just meeting it, but exceeding it, you know, following through, making sure that a family member is able to get the proper care or medication on a weekend when they didn't think they were normally going to be able to get that. It's just, it's doing what you say, say what you do. And that is life and business 101. And frankly, a lot of our large competitors that we compete with and many of them publicly traded, that's where they fall down. And so if we can take all those things that a very successful company, and we look at models like, um, you want to call it um, uh, Southwest Airlines or Virgin or 
um, you know, Apple, who is, you know, fiercely dedicated to their customer experience, and you can apply that to the health insurance space, that's half the battle. And so I think that's what's allowed our reputation to grow. And we've actually just came out, come out with a study, Greg, recently on our uh, net promoter score, which uh, averages about 82. And uh, that net promoter score is four times better than the industry average of any of our competitors, again, who hover around 20. So we hope and we believe we're doing something right. Now we want to make that experience even better. Mm. It's, it's a great... It's a great point, and I jotted that down about you know take take what you're doing you know can we take what you're doing and can we make it even better um, and I think like-minded people get that you know sometimes we come up against obstacles um, and I get reminded this all the time most of the time I get reminded by Kate about this which is hey it's not about you you know like again it's for whatever reason it's not about you you have no idea sometimes what's going on in anybody else's world or anybody else's business. Um, and you guys are promoting, as I am a lot of the times, a fundamental shift you know, in, in the way you conduct your business or the way you think and the way you operate. Um, and we try to deal with decision makers you know, directly. We try to have positive influence. And then there's this other, there's this subset of that the, the individuals, colleagues, teammates, I'm sure you have it at WellNet too. I have it on my team as well, that actually have to push a lot of the buttons, you know, have to make a lot of this stuff happen. Um, and how some of the things even that we propose can increase workload, you know, can increase you know, maybe some, which cre- could create some more stress or some more, more anxiety. How do you approach kind of that balance between like what you're trying to do on a micro level and be, and be sensitive and cognizant to, to what may happen kind of below the surface also? You know what it comes down to? This is very easy. It comes down to trust, right? People have to trust you inside and outside. And just going back to inside, there is nothing I or any one of my senior managers would not ask anybody else to do that they haven't done themselves. And so, you know, we have, you know, again, almost 70 employees right now and, you know, competing head to head with the big boys. But at the end of the day, ready? If I need to get on the phone and take a call from a concerned customer, if I need to respond to an email that normally maybe, you know, I would have done 12 years ago or 15 years ago, I will do those things, right? You have to be able to kind of dig in and and roll up your sleeves because ultimately, right, your name is on the door and you want people that are depending on you, them, their families, their livelihood. You want them to know that, like, you're going to do whatever you have to do to get it done. And getting it done, right, means taking care of the customer, resolving the issue. Lots of people in businesses, right, they make mistakes, but it's not about the mistake. It's how you handle the mistake, how you communicate the solution, how you respond to it, how you are willing to take a bullet and defend whatever may have happened and stand behind. That's what people remember. And when that happens, right, they won't tell one or two people. They'll tell 15 others about it. And I think that's what makes an organization and people that work within that organization stronger. Again, it all comes down to trust. Yep. Where do you want to go with all this? You know, we, we started at 20 years old, you know, uh, trekking around Europe, you know, overall, um, you know, here we are now in our late forties. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go with all this? What's, what's the next phase look like for you? Are we talking personally or professionally, Greg? 
Well, you told me they're intertwined. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna so um, I'm gonna call you on that a, a little bit too. Um, but and and I don't want to speak for you in any way. So whether or not it's you know it's an exit, and I've got a passion project to be an artist. You know, back in Santorini, <laughs> you know, when I'm sixty, or I don't know, man. But like, what what are you what are you thinking? You got to have an, kind of thoughts on. I'm not saying an, an end game, you know, but hey. Where I know you, man. Like, where where are you going to be at at fifty, and where do you want to think you're going to be at sixty? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, no, no. And I think about that a lot. My wife and I talk about that a great deal. Like, I will never stop working. Right? You know, like, will I work the way that I work now? Um, likely not. But I will always be doing something, whether it's investing or another business. I mean, we get calls, you know, a couple of times a week to you know buy the business, whether it's from a private equity firm or a strategic. And ultimately, like when we're ready to sell, we will sell, but we still think we have a lot more work to do, a lot more wood to chop. And so, you know, while we are a very healthy, successful, you know, privately held business, you know, do a little over $200 million in revenue, but ultimately, right, there's a lot more growth and problems to solve. And so, you know, I'll be doing this for the foreseeable future, but ultimately, right, if I'm 55 or 60, you know, maybe I have my hands in a, another, uh, you know, risk-bearing entity. Maybe I have my hands in, you know, other tangents of the health insurance space. Maybe I have my hands in just other general investments. And, uh, you know, I'll continue as I, as I do today. You know, we like to mentor a lot of people. Uh, you know, that, that are up and coming in high school and college that may have, uh, you know, not be as well positioned, you know, there's nothing better and nothing more rewarding than giving back. And so I do that. My wife does that and teaching my kids to do that as well. And so it's, um, you know, I, I think there's, you know, before I put a, you know, a final nail in, you know, I am going to be here when I'm 55 or I'm going to be here when I'm 65. I, I think life is a journey, right? It's not, um, you know, there's no end items that you have to you know say where you're actually going to be. I, I, I think it's just a, an amazing path that you can continue on no matter how old you are. Mm. How do you approach those decisions about, you know, you mentioned, okay, we get calls to to sell the company or I think about where the market is or, or what I can do or, or can't do. Do I want to take it there myself? You know, do I want to take some chips off the table? Talk to me a little bit about, your decision-making, you know, process, um, you know, and who is in that, that circle of trust, the mentors, the advisors, the, that, that you maybe go over these, you know, things with and what, again, your perspective is honestly, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with this. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Like, does it start in the home front? Does it start with family? Is it a group that you're a part of? You know, I just find that stuff, you know, also the decision-making process is very interesting to me. It's interesting. I, you know, it certainly starts in the home and I have a partner as well, you know, kind of, uh, you know, we run the business together. Uh, uh, he's back of the house, I'm front of the house and we work incredibly well together. And then the other is I have my uh, YPO group, young profession, young president's organization that I belong to, kind of my own uh, private board of advisors. And, uh, you know, these are folks that want the best of you running all different kinds of businesses. And, um, you know, you can share issues with them personally and professionally. And so it starts with you know, those three particular places. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, as you begin to accumulate, um, you know, dollars, it's not about keeping score. It's about um, uh, taking some chips off the table ultimately so you don't have to worry about things, whether it's family members or those in your community or friends. And, 
you know, ma making sure that, um, you know, you're living the fullest, uh, most rewarding life that you can and applying yourself, right? I, I wake up, Greg, every day and I don't look at it as like, oh, I got to go to work, right? It's just, it's my life, right? And so um, I'm able to get done all the things I need to get done because I don't look at it as projects per se, but it's just, it's woven into my fabric. And so, um, you know, when I, when I take, uh, you know, a hard look in the mirror every day, like I, I, I pinch myself in how fortunate I feel, right? With my wife of, you know, 20 years, my three kids, my business, you know, all of these things. I mean, if I, if, if I was by myself and all I was doing was focusing on work, you know, I didn't have a family and didn't have a partner and didn't have, you know, something I was applying myself to, like I wouldn't be happy, right? It's, it doesn't feel like work because it isn't work, right? It's it's my life. So uh, lot, lots of uh, areas to continue to, to explore around that, I'd say. What's your day look like, you know, in in, in that regard? Uh, do you have a routine? Do you have a mantra that you follow? You know, are you a super regimented guy with your day? Or, you know, are you kind of in reactive mode to the needs of clients or, or to your team, you know? Tee, tee that whole thing up for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. By the way, never in reactive mode, uh, frankly, for the past five years. I mean, frankly, a fire would come and right, we'd be all over it. And frankly, I would be in it. And that is that doesn't allow for growth personally. It doesn't allow growth for your team. And so like, I've absolutely stepped out of that. But am I aware of what's going on? Absolutely. But every day, really, I get up about 5 or 5.30. I do some reading. I, I go in this little, we have this tunnel sauna that we got in the house, actually, which I go in for about 30 minutes. What kind of what kind of sauna is that? Is it like a barrel sauna? Is it an infrared yeah, sauna? It's an infrared barrel sauna, exactly. And uh, I, I go in that about five days a week, um, and I listen to a podcast. And then afterwards, I get up, I shower, I come down, I have coffee. My wife joins me. Uh, we hang out. We ca catch up for the day a little bit. I go into the office because I've actually been working from the house, so home office. I work for a couple of hours, and then I likely work out uh, at about eleven o'clock in the morning for an hour. And uh, then we'll meet in the kitchen for lunch. The kids are here too, working from the house uh, in school. And so we kind of make our sandwiches together. And that, that uh, connectivity time is just, it's rich. It's rewarding. It's amazing. I go back, you know, to the office for the afternoon. I jam. And sometimes I might go to six or sometimes I might go to four. And then we will all meet in the kitchen at six, 630 and begin preparing dinner together. And so I am a chef by nature, right? If I wasn't in the health insurance business, I might have a, a restaurant and I still may at some point, but I took a cooking course and, and you may recall this from our Italy days, but uh, I took one of my courses. It was a, an intensive cooking course, three days a week, three meals, three courses of each meal. And I have continued that uh, now for 27 years. And so I love to cook and now my family as well. We all kind of cook together. And that is, you know, for me, food is love. That is a passion. Um, you know, again, it nourishes the soul. And so we do that. We finish up dinner and, uh, you know, kind of meet, either watch the, the news or a board game, walk the dog a couple times during the day and, uh, you know, call it a day. I don't stay up late. You know, I'm in bed, you know, at 930 and I'm probably shutting it down by 1030 at night because I want a good night's sleep. I want a solid night's sleep. That is the most important thing to me. And when I do all those things, right, I've cut out the sugar in my diet. I've cut out a lot of the carbs in my diet. I'm, I, I feel healthy, which then ultimately allows me to just tackle the next day, you know, with, you know, just, you know, go at it. Has that, has that changed a lot uh, through COVID? 
So it's only gotten better during COVID, right? Like before, if you were to say, you know, how do you start your day? I'd say the morning routine is the same, but then I'd go in the office. I'd likely be jamming all day. There'd be some travel in between and I'd come home at six or seven, right? I have realized how I want to live and operate my life and what I want more of because of COVID. I feel like right now I am living my best life. That's awesome. Excuse me for a second as I suck down my athletic greens that went down the wrong pipe right right there. Spe- speaking of trying to live my best life, my my nutritional insurance policy of daily athletic greens just went down the uh, the wrong part of my of my throat as I as I do this. Um but yeah, I feel the same I feel the same way. I feel like there's always again opportunity in crisis and not that we would have wished this on anyone or any industry, you know, or or anybody, but Again, with with what we're faced with, the opportunity that has been presented is for us to really optimize our lives, to become, I think, more efficient, more effective, um, you know, more in tune with our bodies, our families, our colleagues, even. I, and I think there's been like a really a great humanizing, you know, opportunity here. Like even when I spoke to John, who works for you the other day, like. I really like seeing people in their home environment. You know, it humanizes everything about them, whether it's a dog barking or the art on the wall or a guitar that's hanging in the background, or you say to me, okay, like I'm making sandwiches around lunch and I'm able to work out at 11. Like I think all of those things paint a picture that provides some deeper insight and, and, and even you know, a greater appreciation for, do I want to do something with that person or work with them or that firm or whatever, or, or not? It's so funny you say that, right? So like pre-COVID, I probably would never share that much about myself, right? I'd have two different buckets. And I feel like because everybody is in the same position, right? Working from home and, you know, taking care of their family, themselves, when you share more of yourself and you have, um, you know, a more empathetic view you have more connectivity with your people and the culture improves. And so, you know, we are all over the country right now as, as an organization. And I didn't know a lot of our staff prior to COVID, right? I knew that my management team and some senior executives, but I didn't know a lot of the member services and, and some of the other people that do some really important tasks for our customers. And frankly, now I know everybody and I know everybody because of Zoom and things we've done you know, offline, like a virtual piano party or cocktails that we hold every two weeks in the afternoon with icebreakers and just to get to know people. It has been amazing. I I agree with you. I think, I think that stuff is awesome. Like to be able to find out about people and, you know, I get asked this like, oh, you know, are you worried? You know, you post, you post videos of yourself working out or you post this, you post that, you know what, it's going to, turn off some people, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm sure it will, you know, but it's going to turn off the people that should be turned off. They're not the right fit, you know, anyway. It's going to turn on other people. I mean, there's somebody and something out there for everyone. If you don't like that I exercise every day or you think it's actually happening at the same, <laughs> at the same time, you know, that I posted or it bugs you that I love having lunch with my middle school son because he's been on half days and I, and I take the time to do that. And then the high school son goes late start school starts at the other half of the day so I can exercise with him. Like if that stuff bugs you, like, okay, fine. Perfect. But there are just as many that reach out and they're like, Hey, I want to know about your day. I want to see this. I may want to even change my day or let's do stuff together. I just think it's all, I think there's just a lot of, uh, 
I, I think we're connecting the dots, you know, even faster, you know, and I think geography is no longer a barrier um, to anything. Like if you're doing great stuff and you're based out of Washington and I can talk to you through Zoom and you can help me, you know, as you said, you can take what I've done and help make it better. Awesome. It doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> do I know you and do I trust you, you know, and can we, and can we do it? I just won't call Keith between the hours of 11 and 12 because he's working out. That's funny. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Really impressed like what you've done and what you've built and how far you've taken the organization and also just how you've wrapped your life in to, you know, really lead and be the, the best you can become. I mean, it, it is impressive both, you know, how, how you're, how you're working out how you're spending time with your wife and how you're eating. Like I learn a ton from you and, you know, shit, Greg, we haven't seen each other in, Yes, I saw you maybe the last time I was in uh, Houston a couple of years ago, but really spent time since our college days. So it is really impressive to see, you know, where you are, uh, where you came from and also where you're headed. Well, look, I appreciate that very, very much. Um, you know, and I think you try to get into the like the realness, you know, of it all, you know, and try to be, again, authentic and transparent and vulnerable and, and real. Um, and to your point early on, make a shit ton of mistakes. Try not to make them twice. Still make them. Acknowledge them. Try to handle them better. Um, in my case, I started writing more about them or speaking, you know, more about them. Um, and I have conversations with with men like you each and every week that hopefully help again make other men better out there. But for me, I derive so much value in this, taking notes from this and saying, you know, this is part of my my MBA, my life MBA, my career. You know, this is helping me to perform at a higher level to be better for my clients or my family by hearing, you know, from from guys like you. Uh, you touched on something that I want to go to though. And the fact that again, we knew each other as as kids, basically. We did not really st stay in contact for, for years. Okay. And I hear this from a lot of guys right now, but who are you still in contact with? And, and, or, or even more like the value in reconnecting, you know, with, with people and figuring out kind of maybe they like from where they were and where they are now, like, are certain people even a better fit? Like you have some of these reconnections and you're like, okay, this is great. And I'm amazed by this person. And we really, there's a lot of value and there's a lot of history there. Like people go in separate directions, but I feel like a lot are coming back around. Like the right ones manage to come back around. Exactly. That's so funny, right? Some of my closest friends today are still my, that were my closest friends when I was, you know, uh, 10, 11, 12 years old, the Julie Luxes of the world, David Cohn, Evan Winston, some you know, some you don't. And yes, we have a lot of new folks that have come into our life as well. But those old friends know you, you know them, and, you know, they love you for your, your strengths, right? And they love you for your weaknesses and all your flaws. And, you know, it's about, you know, not just reaching out to those that, you know, you've um, grown up with, but I also, frankly, I, I'm very close to my parents' generation, and I actually still to this day reach out to several of my father and mother's friends once in a while that had a big impact on my life growing up because I like that connectivity too, just as much as a witch. I think they like that connectivity now, right? Because their their careers, not even the career, but their life is sunsetting, and so there's a richness to that that I think um, you know many people don't even think about, right? So. You know, over the course of the week, I'll try to reach out to 
to three folks that are of my parents' generation just to say hello, right? It brings joy to them, and, and truthfully, it does to me too. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's what, what is your purpose? You know, what is your, you know, what, what do you want out of life, and, and what do you want to give life, you know, back to life? Yep. I think it's a, it's a great perspective. I think it's a great takeaway. Um, and man, I just, I appreciate the reconnection. I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I'm excited to do more things together. Um, and, and you know, that you, you really do, you've got a purpose and you got a value and you got a business that's delivering on all those personal and professional you know, value propositions. That stuff's really hard to find, you know, out there. So congrats. And I, and I really appreciate your time. It's been a, a super, a super fast hour <laughs> right now. Greg, this was great. A, a lot of fun. And I really appreciate you reaching out to, uh, you know, have me join you. And uh, I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, the continued shows and, and also when uh, we're able to get together in person. I can't wait to, uh, you know, have a beer, go for a bike ride, work out. I mean, just uh, anything provide, to provide deeper connectivity. No doubt. Well, I really appreciate it. Keith, where do people find you also or find WellNet? I just well, want to make sure we get that right too. Wellnet.com, W-E-L-L-N as in Nancy, E-T.com, Wellnet.com. And for anybody, my mobile, you can text me anytime, call. I'm always available, 301-996-1500. There you go. I mean, you, you can't get any more accessible uh, than, than that. All right, Keith Lemmer, he is the CEO of Wellnet Healthcare and a really good friend. Keith, thank you so much for joining me on the Midwife Mail podcast today. Guys, if you like what you hear, please give us that five-star rating. Please leave us, okay, that nice review. Tell your friends, tell your family. We touched on this during the show. It's word of mouth, it's referral, it's trust, it's authenticity. We got to keep the Midwife Mail movement growing. You can find me at gregscheinman.com. You can subscribe to the pod. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter and we're going. So thank you very much. Until next week, take care guys. in lyrics and song. Gospel, streaming now on the PBSM. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.